Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. Uh, for, let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9. Father, we thank you for your word. In the few minutes that we have left, help us, Father Lord, to receive what you're saying today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that one of our daughters here and our sister in the Lord Prudence is married today. Hallelujah. We give praise to God for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for your standing with her. And uh, Jehu, her husband. Second Chronicles from uh, chapter 16, if I, I may read from verse 1. In the 6th and 13th year of the reign of Asabasha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and built Ramah to the intent that he might let none go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of the Lord, of the king's house, and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, and dwelt at Damascus, saying, there is a league between me and thee, there was, as there was between my father and your father. Behold, I have sent you silver and gold. Go break your league with Basha, king of Israel, that he may depart from me. And Ben-Hadad hearkened unto King Asa and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel. And they smote Ijon, Dan, and Abelmain, and all the store cities of Naphtali. And it came to pass, when Basha had it, that he left off building of Ramah and let his work cease. Then Asa the king took all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timber thereof, wherewith Basha was building. And he built there, I mean he built with that, Giba and Mizpah. And at that time Hanani the seer came to Asa king of Judah and said unto him, Because you have relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord your God, Therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of your hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubims a huge host, with very many chariots and horsemen, yet because you did rely on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord ran to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore from henceforth, you shall have wars. Then Asa was wroth with the seer and put him in a prison house, for he was in a rage with him because of this thing. And Asa oppressed some people, of some of the people, the same time. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So uh, uh, um, a brief a backdrop on Asa. Asa is, is known to us as a king who sought the Lord. Yeah, especially in chapter 12, we see Asa leading a whole nation Israel to seek the Lord by covenant. And whoever never uh, leaned into that covenant and worked it out was put to death. Whoever did not work that covenant to seek the Lord was put to death. It was a statute at his time 
that all Israel should seek the Lord. So this man's, this man's heart was right from the very beginning. He brought revival in Israel and there was a blessing that came out of this season of seeking God. The Bible says God gave him peace. Most of the period of his ruling was a peaceful time. Just as any time people will give themselves to truly seek the Lord with all their heart, there is a blessing. The Lord speaks in his word that he rewardeth, he rewardeth those that diligently seek him. You cannot seek the Lord and not be fully rewarded. And that was Asa's case. But in the seasons of peace, Asa seemed to have lost touch with his covenant to seek God. And a, a, an issue comes or a challenge comes in his life. Basha king of Israel attacks the kingdom. He attacks the kingdom of Judah. And Asa, without even thinking twice, he opts to go for help from a friend, a fellow king, the king called Ben-Hadad from Syria. And there was a treaty or a league between them and also between their fathers. So he, he gets the silver and the gold from the, his house and the house of the Lord and he goes to buy the favor of the other king. It was a bribe, literally. If we could put it that way. And you know, the other king finally accepts and the Bible tells us he attacked three cities of Israel so that Basha had to leave what he was doing and go and defend the territory he had. And that's how Asa solved his problem. When he realized that Basha had walked away from, from building Rama, a siege around Rama, he gets all the men to go and remove the stones that were being built on the timber. I'm sure he's coming back and he's very happy. And the Bible says in verse 7 that at that time Hanani the seer came to Asa the king of Judah and said unto him because you have relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord your God therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of your hand. The prophet does not bring a nice word. He confronts the decision of the king and shows him his error and shows him the consequence of the error. Hallelujah. Amen. Today it's rare that we have such prophets who come to us to tell us every repercussion of what we decide. And, and even in that time, by the way, the prophets mainly worked with the kings and the leaders. Hallelujah. Amen. So Asa 
as a king gets to hear the mind of the Lord. And verse 9, a mystery is unveiled. Asa tell, I mean, uh, the prophet tells Asa that for the eyes of the Lord, actually before verse 9, verse 8, when of the Ethiopians and the Lubims are huge hosts, with very many chariots and horsemen, yet because you did rely on the Lord, he delivered them unto thine hand. Hallelujah. The issue was you didn't rely on the Lord. You relied on something else. Praise the Lord. Asa makes up his mind to go to a friend and he misses out on relying on God for this thing. And God reminds him that there was a bigger challenge in the past. The Ethiopians and the Lubin were a huge host. But because you relied on the Lord, He delivered them into your hands. Praise the Lord. How quickly we forget the things that God has done for us. And many times we resort to the help of men. And of course, sometimes the help of men is not sinful to do that. But we rob God His glory. We rob God of the opportunity to display who he is in our lives. Verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect. God is constantly looking for those who can rely on him. He's constantly looking. The need of heaven is to find someone who relies on God. That's the need of heaven. God's contact point on earth is a man who has chosen to rely on him in every situation. Praise the Lord. In fact, God can never manifest, can never reveal himself where men are not relying on him. Hallelujah. If we always turn our our prayers to other options, if we turn our trust to other things, then we sideline the glory of God. We sideline the manifestation of God. Praise the Lord. We, we serve a God who desires to show up and to show off his power, his goodness, and his glory. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. That is our God. How else can he be known. Unless he finds a man. Unless he finds a woman who can fully rely. How else shall he be known? 
Praise the Lord. You were born in your family at such a time as this so that you can be a contact point for the heavens to know who your God is. Hallelujah. You are not here for a small testimony. You are not here for a small testimony. You are here for the revelation of Almighty God. Hallelujah. He wants to reveal himself. The eyes of the Lord are roaming all over the earth just to find one whose heart is loyal, who relies fully. Praise be to Jesus. Asa, Asa missed this opportunity. The Bible says, look at verse 9 as it ends. It says, herein you have done foolishly. Therefore, from henceforth, you shall have wars. It was one war which he had to give to God by giving it to a man he multiplied them it is one issue where God wants you to rely on him by turning to men you multiply them This man Asa enjoyed peace. And now he is given a trial of believing. Asa, you have sought God. Asa, you have had peace in your days. But let's try your faith. Where are you now with God? And what happens? Asa gets the glory of God and gives it to a man Ben Haddad. And God said, you have just multiplied your trouble. Let me bring it down. Let me bring it down. You, you have that issue. You need it solved. You run to men. Before even asking of the Lord, you run to men. You never knew what God wanted to do with you just relying on him. You went to men. The men came. They helped. When they finished helping, they left you with 10 issues. 10. You solved one and received 10. Because of not relying on God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. God is allowing his people to 
walk the walk of faith and to be tried in their faith to be tested in their faith because at the end of the day what God wants to make of you is to make you mature in your faith hallelujah if you are going to mature in your faith there are things that will be allowed to come your way so that you can exercise and deploy your faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. No one on earth here is going to be without if you're a child of God especially no one of us is going to be without the test of faith the trying of your faith hallelujah you may not be going through persecution it may not be the case for us here no one comes and tells you you are you really born again and you're on gunpoint. Oh, you're, you know, there's a bennet at, on your stomach. But there are things that could be normal life situations that God is allowing to come to you. They have not come to destroy you. They have not come to, to create a poor status of who you are. They have come to train you in faith. They have come to perfect your faith. Hallelujah. And many times, these are the things we are praying away. And when we pray them away, they become more visible to us. They tell you, I am here. Hallelujah. Because they are given a time period. They have been given a duration by God it's a class a class of faith hallelujah and you have to go through that class it is time bound and if you are walking close to the Lord paying attention you will come through that class with greater faith hallelujah praise the Lord in the book of Romans chapter 4 verse 21 the Bible tells us about Abraham that Abraham being fully persuaded being fully persuaded Romans chapter 4 verse 21 and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform. If I go to verses uh, 22, no, 20, 20 and 19. Let me just go backwards a bit. 19 says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And then it continues, and being fully persuaded. When you read that, you're you are reading what was captured when Abraham had finished class. But there was a journey that Abraham walked where he had to be tried. And one of the greatest trials of our faith is something called time. Time. Abraham, 24 years. God begins to speak to him and tells him, leave your home. Leave your people. I will make you a big nation. Okay? He gets it early. But there is time. He had to walk literally about 25 years until the fulfillment. And Somewhere in that time, there is where he staggered. There's where he listened to other voices. And he thought that the promise of God could come another way. And he tried to help himself. And he tried to help God. Hallelujah. And we know what happened. Ishmael came. Praise the Lord. So it was not always there. But because he stayed before God, when God came to him and told him, walk before me. He stayed in that walk. In that year, he staggered not in faith. Hallelujah. The Bible says he became strong and he became fully persuaded. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor. God is intention is to bring you to fullness of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, now, many of us don't even know where we are in our faith with God. But you are somewhere. And I can say this, that majority of us probably are still learning how to walk in faith. Majority of us probably could be still weak in faith. Weak. And when we say faith, faith is a word that talks about your convictions, your persuasions, how much God has persuaded your heart. Hallelujah. James said, show me a man who has faith and I will show you that man by his works. Praise the Lord. Because to be fully persuaded, there is a way you believe, you behave. Hallelujah. In fact, to have faith in God is to obey God. You cannot say you are strong in faith and you live another life of disobedience. Being weak in faith can allow disobedience. It means that you are not fully persuaded. If God called you to be holy, you don't, you don't, you don't you're not fully persuaded that you are holy. And so you can afford certain things. But when you mature in faith and you believe you know that you know that he calls me holy, then your actions show it. You live that holy life. The holiness does not become a work. It is you are persuaded that that's what you are. And there's 
a big difference between me trying to be holy and me believing that I'm holy. Many of us Christians, we work it from out trying to go in. But faith is where it starts from. You know and believe, you are fully persuaded. I am holy. And then my actions prove it. They prove what I believe. It's not me saying, let me try to be holy. That's religion. Hallelujah. You believe what God said about you. So you leave what God said about you. You are persuaded. When Abraham was fully persuaded, that was it. It did not matter the state of the situations of things around him. How old he was. How finished Sarah was. Postmenopause. She's gone. The ability to produce even half an egg is not there. The strength to carry the child and to push is not there. The organs that produce the hormones that produce, make her body prepare for motherhood. All those organs stopped to produce the hormones long ago. And the Bible says he never considered that. Being strong in faith. You see, he was more persuaded with what he knew than with what he saw. Hallelujah. He was persuaded with what he knew. What God had said. Than with what he was experiencing. Hallelujah. God wants me and you. To learn this walk of faith. So that we grow in faith. And become mature in faith. That our persuasions. Our convictions will become a reality in this world. And then the one whose eyes are looking to and fro will say finally, I can reveal myself through so and so because they are fully persuaded about me. Hallelujah. Remember, Jukida, God did not reveal himself to Abraham. When he just spoke to him the promise. He spoke the promise. And then he worked Abraham. He prepared Abraham. He took him through class. To bring Abraham to being fully persuaded. If there's anything God has spoken to you. Anything. You will not see it. Until you're fully persuaded about it. Until you are fully convinced, persuaded that he who promised 
That's why you cannot have faith and have doubt at the same time because they are opposites. You cannot have faith and fear. If you do, then that is weak faith. Strong faith eliminates the doubts and the And you become fully persuaded. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. The journey of faith is the journey that leads us into so many things in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Last Sunday we saw Ephesians 2.8, the principle that it is by faith. It's, it's by grace through faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. That it is by faith through grace. By grace through faith. By grace through faith. That is a principle of God's working. That it is by grace through faith. That anything God is going to do beginning from Christ to the end it is going to be by grace the riches of his grace being manifest in Christ but they are only accessed through faith so if a child of God doesn't know to operate in the realm of faith, they are going to struggle accessing what is freely given. Are you listening to me, church? Are you listening to me, church? Have you noticed in the scriptures that there's nowhere where the Bible says pray and God shall give you? It's not there. Because in Christ it is given. He says, pray and you shall receive. The, 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 the trouble is in receiving. Not in the giver giving. The Bible says he has given us all things. They are given. But our challenge here on earth is the ability to receive. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you remember when Jesus walk, uh, walked out from the grave and met his disciples and talked with them? The book of John, at the end, the Bible says he's, he breathed on them and he said, you know what he said? When he breathed on them, you know what he said? He said, receive. That's God's language. He, when, he, when he comes to you, he wants you to receive. Because he is a giver. Our biggest challenge is receiving. And the reason why receiving is difficult is because the faith channel, the faith channel is being challenged. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Your faith channel can be challenged. And you fail to experience 
the riches of the graces in Christ. The things that have been made available for every believer. Friends, allow God to perfect you in the faith. Allow your, your life to mature in the faith. Because when you do, as the Bible says, we move from faith to faith. When you will grow in faith, you are going to grow in graces. Different things will be made available to you because you have ability to access them. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. We can't be lucky. Let me not even say we. I'm even using that. It's bad for, for someone to lack in the physical things and even in the spiritual. You have poverty here and you have poverty in the, in the, in the spirit. And yet the things in the spirit are given and the only work you have to work is the work of faith. Praise the Lord. Doesn't it surprise you? If, you? if you take stock of what you have in the Holy Ghost, what you have so far received from heaven, what John the Apostle said, and Peter said, what I have, I give to you. He knew what he had. Can you take stock of what you have and find out what have I received so far? What have you received so far? Can it be shared by, with how many people? What have you received? How has your faith made you rich in God? Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor and say, hey, hey, hey. Are you loaded in God? Are you loaded? Do you know how to receive? Praise the Lord. When we learn the work of faith, we learn to grow in grace. When a man and a woman of God grows in grace, it means that they are going to grow in responsibility in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You cannot grow in responsibility. The Lord cannot charge you with more unless you are growing in grace. Tell your neighbor, grow in grace. Grow in grace. Hallelujah. We need to, and you, friends, growing in grace cannot be hidden. That's why it's written in the Bible. And the child grew. How? In stature. That can't be hidden. Secondly, in favor. That's grace. With God. It can't be hidden. You cannot grow in grace. And it's hidden. At least what I know, there will be a time that it will manifest. That you are ready for something. That the Father can assign you. He can give you something to do or to carry for him. 
Hallelujah. Amen. You become a yoke bearer with God, no, with Jesus. No, a burden bearer in the ministry. You become one of those people who become a pillar because you carry part of the burden. You have grown in that grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Shake your neighbor and tell them grow in grace. I said shake your neighbor. I didn't say talk to them. I said shake your neighbor and say grow in grace. That's how you shake. You see you people. Shake your neighbor and tell them grow in grace. Grow in grace. Half-hearted obedience. Shake your neighbor and tell them grow in grace. Draw in grace. Half-hearted obedience. Praise the Lord. To grow. To grow in grace. To grow in faith. We saw how faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes, we have to expose ourselves to God's word. Hallelujah. We have to meditate on God's word. Meditation is where your spirit is from. Reading God's word, you are informing your mind. Meditation, Meditation, you are educating your spirit. Without meditation, you are not educating your spirit man. However much you read God's word. Meditation is the exercise where the spirit man is exercised into the word of God. Through meditation, the mind is also renewed. The conscious and subconscious mind are impacted by the word in meditation. If you have never done meditation, beginning is difficult, but when you learn it, it's sweet. When it becomes your habit, it is wonderful. In the beginning, it can be difficult, especially because of the mind. Hallelujah. But meditation is key. The third one I want to tell you is that the, the habit of exposing yourself to the revelation of Christ in your life. Hallelujah. Let me, let me say this. Uh, Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. Please give it to us. Colossians 3 verse 10. The Bible tells us about how our inner man is renewed. The inner man has a renewal. Just like, just like how your mind can be renewed. The inner man can also be renewed. And the Bible says, and having put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So this means that for, for my spirit man to be renewed, I have to expose myself I have to position myself where the Holy Spirit can reveal Christ to my inner man. I have to create room in my life where there is freedom 
for the spirit of God to teach me Christ. Christ. Because our new man is only renewed when we know Christ. When we know Jesus. So if I am in church and I'm doing all the things they do in church but I hardly get moments where I allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to me who my Lord is. Then the renewal in my life is not going to happen when it's needed. Like you have a phone. It has apps on it. And those apps need updating. So you put the phone on Wi-Fi and it connects to the developer software the people who made that app and then it's updated the same thing with your spirit that it needs to connect keep connecting to God so that you get the update for today by the revelation of who Jesus is to you hallelujah Hallelujah. Amen. When that happens to your life, when there is the renewal of the inner man, faith is fed. Faith grows because God is the foundation of our faith. Hallelujah. When you practice being in his presence and drinking from him, receiving from him, the spirit of God teaching you, what will happen with you is that you will have many updates going on in your inner man. Those updates will put your faith at the highest level. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In my life, I have tried my best to focus on Jesus. Whenever I am in prayer, I have tried my best that when I go to pray, I want to spend time with him. I want to know that I'm in his immediate presence. And I want him to have the liberty to speak to me. There are moments in my prayer life, long moments, I am now unveiling a little bit of me, of me to you, but, uh, but there are times in my praying, many times, that I am in the most quiet state of being. I am in the most still state of being I can achieve at that time. So that I can download my update. Now, I don't go there to download. I go there to commune with him. I go there to capture the most I can capture of who he is at that point. Hallelujah. So there are times in our prayers that we, we need attempts to just keep quiet. You know, shut down the rubber baba and just say, Lord, I'm here. So that you, you can learn to design the presence of your master. You can learn to, to be at home in that presence and be still, become in that presence 
And in that presence, when you achieve that fellowship, there is always that exchange that happens, the exchange of life. And that's what the Bible tells us, that grace and peace are multiplied through the knowledge, the intimate knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I know some of you have just begun your walk a few days or months or years ago. Maybe some of you began many years ago. But when you look at the time you have spent in salvation and you look at the growth in your life, you see that the time is not commensurate with the growth. It's not, it's not matching. You have had a lot of time in the Lord. But yet what you have is so little. I want to ask of you, can you revive some of these simple things? Come back to the secret place. Come back to meditation. Studying the word. Okay? Giving yourself to your lover Jesus. Being quiet before God. And allowing God to impact your life. Praying is not just talking to God. In fact, the deepest places of prayer, man is not talking. God is talking. I do not know what gives you joy when you pray. But I can assure you the thing that gives men the biggest joy when they pray is when God talks to them. It is not when they talk to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's focus our lives back. I want you to stand to your feet right now. Rise to your feet. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants to perfect us in this work of faith. And to cause us to grow in grace. Knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to make this prayer and say, Lord, by your spirit help me to know you. Reveal Christ to me. And teach me my work of faith. Pray in that direction. Let it be a sincere prayer. If you truly desire to advance in your spiritual journey, you truly want to grow in this faith. Pray. Saba. Pray. Saba. Lift up your voice. Every one of you and pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, you are the agent of change. Help us right now. Help us right now. Help us right now. Help somebody in this room right now who needs to understand that walk of faith. Who needs the journey to know you, Lord, more. Bring them in and reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. 
We cannot survive without you revealing yourself. We can. I know we have learned how to live without it. But Lord, no. No. Make us unsettled about this. Not to settle for less. Not to settle for religion. Lord, let us settle for all that you have. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray. Everyone pray. I know we are used somebody praying up here and you pray. I want you to respond to God's word in your life. I want you to talk to God from your heart. What desire has this message produced in you? Speak it out to the Lord. And let it be something that you are going to live with. It's going to be your goal now. Your goal as you leave this place today. Receive God's word in Jesus' name. Receive his message to you. Receive his teaching to you. In the name of Jesus. Father, I want to thank you for the word that we have received today. You, you are perfecting us in faith. You are calling us to grow in faith and in grace. To know you more. Father, here we are. We don't want to make the mistake that King Asa made when he turned the glory of God to give it to a man instead of relying fully on you. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that our hearts will not do that, O oh God. But as we walk this journey, Lord, we will perfect our faith and we, wish we shall yield to the Holy Ghost to teach us more of you, O oh God. God, that in knowing you we shall be strong and we shall do exploits in a time as this Lord of glory where oh God you need to be revealed you need to be revealed in our families you need to be revealed in this generation and your eyes are looking for us to give you the opportunity teach us Lord teach us I pray Pray that there will be someone here today who will commit themselves to be perfected in this work of faith and to grow in grace not through religion and disciplines and etc but through believing God and living according to your will thank you Father in Jesus precious name thank you Lord Amen Amen and amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to the Lord. I encourage you. Go back to your secret place. And tell your father. I want to know you. I want to know you. That's what salvation is all about. God bless you so much. I want to invite Papa. Uh, Come, Pastor Dennis Casilia. Uh, In Jesus' name.